It's the Lawn and Garden Show with Walter Reeves on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. It's brought to you by Pike Nurseries, your neighborhood garden center. Playing in the dirt for more than 50 years. Call now with your lawn and garden questions at 404-872-0750 or 1-800-WSB-TALK. And now, here's Walter. A group of well-satisfied audience members at Pike Nursery Toco Hills this morning. We're answering garden questions as you wait right here in the audience at Pike Nursery Toco Hill, intersection of North Druid Hills and La Vista Roads. And you can ask questions through Facebook this morning if you want to. This is through the Pike Nursery Facebook page. If you go to the Pike Nursery Facebook page over in the posting section and just hashtag it, Ask Walter. Ask Walter. And Brittany here will, will either do it with the audience here at Pike, or we'll read it out over there, either way. Or if you want to come by, that would be the best thing to do, because in a few minutes we'll have our visit from our friends at the Chick-fil-A at North Druid Hills, where they will bring a Chick-fil-A biscuits and some coffee for all of our audience to enjoy this morning. 404-872-0750 is the number. Mickey Gasway and I here are here, ready to answer your questions. And Linda in Lilburn joins us. Hey, Linda, good morning. Oh, good morning, and good morning to Mickey as well. Um, I did something really stupid. <laughs> uh, yeah, I had I've, done, beautiful... I've done dumber things than you have, Linda. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> I don't mind admitting okay. it. I, I'm, I'm hoping this is unique. Um, but anyway, I have a beautiful five-stem Natchez crepe myrtle that we planted at the end of our deck to, for shade. And yeah. when we put it in, I bought one of those little square sprinklers and stuck it in the middle because, you know, we want to keep it water the first year. <laughs> you know what I did? It's still there. I know exactly. I'm I, I visualizing it. it right now. Please send me a picture of this, Linda. Please, oh, please, please. I will. <laughs> anyway, so here's my question. I really think I probably need to get it out of there, but the tree's kind of grown, grown over the edges. Yeah. And as a matter of fact, the roots have even grown over the hose that's, yeah. that feeds it. So... Yes. I'm wondering if this winter, when it's dormant, can I cut that out and maybe not kill my matches? I would leave it in, Linda. Yeah. <laughs> I think you, you run the risk of more damage mm -hmm. to the natchez by the different parts shifting and moving around as you're trying to cut it out. And, you know, the sprinkler is going to have to be sawed apart and then the hose pulled out from underneath the crepe myrtle roots and things like that. I would uh -huh. leave it in there. I might put a spotlight on it. And whenever you have... <laughs> Whenever you my have guests art. over, you say, they say, what's the spotlight on? And Linda says, that's my art. That is my crepe myrtle sprinkler art down there. I would not take it out. All right, Mickey, she does get a prize for being one of the craziest things we've heard in a, in a okay. while. <laughs> but, I mean, uh, Linda, several years of ignoring the fact that it was still sitting there and, you know. Obviously, but uh, I saw a car online with a tree throat growing through it. Sure. So I I've guess seen that's that before. The same thing. Cars and trees, wheelbarrows. This whole wheelbarrow yeah. once <laughs> a tree had grown around. So Linda, please, please, please send me a picture of that. I will feature it on my website in a newsletter, and you will be famous. Okay, uh, that's my moment. And here's my other moment. I have to do this, but go balls. Go Vols. Roll Tide. Roll Tide and the dogs. Come here. Let's put the, where's my hold button here? Linda, thanks so much for calling. That was a great, great, great question. We were happy to hear from you and your sprinkler in your crepe myrtle. Dan is out in Lithonia and joins us on Lawn and Garden. Hey, Dan. Good morning. Good morning, and how are you? 
Very well. How can I help? A couple of years ago, you gave me some instructions concerning pollination for my pomegranate tree. Now I'm oh, getting great. some large fruits in excess of a pound each. The mm. problem is, although they're ripe, the grains are red, they are not sweet. Hmm. What can I do? How old is the is the plant, did you say, Dan? About four years of now. It might still be just a little bit young. Is it in full sunshine? Yes. As a matter of fact, some of the fruits that are facing the sun at this time, some of them burn on one side. Oh, the, yeah. Which is yeah. full sunshine on one side, but the house is on the other side. The only thing I can think of, I mean, this, this is just a truism of gardening, that sunshine is converted into sugar. And so the more sunshine a plant can absorb, the more sugar it can produce and the more sugar can be concentrated in the fruit, whether it's yes. a peach or an apple or a pomegranate, it doesn't matter. So the only thing I can think of to help you would be to fertilize the pomegranate next spring when the leaves are just beginning to emerge on it so that you have more leaves, and the more leaves you have, the more chance you'll have sweetness in the pomegranate fruit. I don't think there's any chemical other than fertilizer that you would apply to it to make it sweeter. What kind of fertilizer should I use? I don't really have a preference. You could use uh, the nice um, uh, uh, EB, EB Stone. EB Stone is a good fruit fertilizer. Yeah, they have a, a fruit, fruit fertilizer. EB yeah. Stone fruit fertilizer that Pike sells would be an excellent choice. Okay. Okay. What, um, how far away from the root should I put my fertilizer? Well, you know, the the roots of a pomegranate spread pretty shallowly. So if your pomegranate tree is four, maybe five feet tall, the roots for it will spread out easily six or seven or eight maybe feet from. And most of the roots that absorb nutrients are going to be out about five to six feet away from the plant. So I would say not close to the trunk, but out four, five, six, seven maybe feet away from the trunk is probably the best thing to do. Out far enough that the feeder roots can get a hold of the a hold of the nutrients there. Dan, thanks so much for calling. we got to go on because we've got time for Ken here. Ken's in Peachtree City and joins us on Lawn and Garden. Hey, Ken, good morning. Good morning, Walter. Sorry, i got no art in my front yard. But uh, <laughs> I've, just got, I've got a zoysia lawn, and I'm wondering if it's too late to put some type of pre-emergent down. Ah, this is where the art and the science comes. No, it is not too late. I know the man on the radio says, get it done between the 1st of September and the middle of September. So but Mr. Man on the radio is not always looking at the soil temperatures, and that is what we need to look at. And soil temperatures now are still in the middle 70s, which means that germination of annual bluegrass and henbit and what are some other weeds that we would think about for... And mostly invent annual bluegrass. Yeah, well, anyway, both of those germinate when soil temperatures are 70 and headed lower. And right now we're about 74 or 75 degrees and headed lower. And so you have still a week or so. Now temperatures today, of course, in the 50s is going to cool off the soil pretty quickly. But I would say you still have a week or so, maybe two, that it's not too late to put it down. Okay. Shortly do after that, that can I can I apply lime? Can I put some pelletized lime down? Sure. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Okay. And well, I forget, appreciate Ken, it. Don't forget, Ken. Today, pre-emergent is on sale. Let me find a flower right here. Am I doing good for Pike or what? The pre-emergent is on sale today for for fifteen ninety nine. 
1699 Brittany Connection from the back here. So we have 1699 pre-emergent on sale today at the Peachtree City Pike Nursery. I think Ken dropped away there. We'll let him let him enjoy himself right there. You know, we've got time for Margaret too. Margaret, hey, from Margaret from Johns Creek, join us on Lawn and Garden. Thanks for taking my call. I appreciate it. Um, with the fall temperature starting in finally, yeah, and finally. cooling off. Um, I, I'm going to need to put some Roundup on something, it, not right now, but in a few weeks. How is it Roundup, like, doesn't it work better if it's warmer, or how how cool can it be when it'll still the be plant has The plant has to be an active growth. That's the main thing. Is okay. That, I don't know active would be the right way. It has to be photosynthesizing. Yeah. It has to be doing it's, something. Yeah. So 30 degrees outside, not, not much, much active growing. So I would say 50 degrees is the, I would say, Mickey, that's the temperature that I think of as being the active growth But it growth depends on the plant. Yeah, Because so, some of them are going to be more active growth then. That's what I've always heard. I'm going to say 50 degrees okay. is where it starts slowing down its activity. 50 degrees and above is around it because more and more and more yeah. active on the plant. How about that? Is that a good... What are you uh, trying to kill? What are you trying to kill? In a bed, yeah. um, but I'm not ready to do the bed yet, and... It's just been so hot. It's been too hot to work outside. <laughs> and now that it's cooling off, and I thought, well, what kind of a window do I have? I try so, to do it in the next two or three weeks yeah. if that's what it is. Two okay. or three weeks. I think you've got plenty of time to get it done. In December, you won't get yeah. really fast results at all. But now, when it's still warmish in the 70s and 80s in the afternoon, yeah, I think you've got plenty of time to get the roundup on in the next couple of weeks. Great. Thank you. You bet. Thanks for calling, Margaret. 404-872-0750, the number to dial if you want to ask your question. Or you can go on Facebook at Pike Nursery's Facebook page and ask questions there. Just hashtag them, Ask Walter. You can come see us at the Pike Nursery at Toco Hills right now. Most of my audience is leaving because I believe they see the Chick-fil-A people have arrived, and so they want to go back and have something to eat. And by the way, if you arrive at Toco Hill, you're the only the people who have come here are able to to register for the one-night stay at Chateau Elan, as well as for the big Pike uh, gift bag, gift table right here full of chrysanthemums and pumpkins. We've got pansies on sale today, pumpkins on sale today, pre-emergent on sale today, all that for your gardening pleasure. It's 717. We'll be back after this. This is Scott Slade, host of Atlanta's Morning News on News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. We'll be covering breaking news, Kirk Mellish weather, and traffic red alerts through the weekend. And the Southeast's largest news team is here for you first thing Monday morning when you head back to work. News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. Now back to Walter Reeves, the lawn and garden advice you need. Pike Nursery about what was the University of Georgia's first mascot. We have reached a conclusion, but the next question is, what is that mascot's name? As far as the weather today, the highs today will go into the low 80s, and lows will go into the high 50s throughout the day. Did I get it right? I got it right. Your full weekend <laughs> forecast comes up in 10 minutes on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. And we're broadcasting live, as I mentioned, from Pike Toco Hill, Mark is out in Snellville and joins us on Lawn and Garden. Hey, Mark, good morning. Good morning, Walter. Um, I've got a problem. Actually, a friend of mine, it's at her, what used to be her mother's house. Mother was the big gardener. Mom passed a while back. But yeah. there's a huge fig tree that's 30 years old. 
it's got a lot of suckers and stuff coming off the roots. Yeah. And we're talking hundreds of them, and some of them are even like three feet tall. Mm-hmm. So they're not doing the tree any favors. And how do you remove those? Just cut them off. Cut them off in the wintertime when the leaves have fallen off the fig trees. Then you can go in there and see what you're doing with a saw okay. or a pruner and go in and just cut them out. Okay, because she said her mom used to dig them out and whatever. You can make more. You can make more. Yeah, I've dug dig them uh, up figs and give like them away. that. Yeah. If you wanted to, you could give yeah. away figs. If you have friends who need a fig tree in their, in their uh, garden, then you could give those away. Most of them have roots on them, and yeah. if they have... A little bit of root system on them, you can give it away to somebody else. So we could do that with a few of them if somebody wants them and then cut the rest off. The rest of them go away in the compost pile, sure. Okay, excellent. Not a problem. I appreciate your help. Sure, Mark. Thanks so much for calling. Okay, it's 725, and let's give Sydney his turn. Sydney out in Mableton, join us on Lawn and Garden, Sydney. Good morning, Walter. Brother Sydney, good morning. Uh, I've got a corner of the house where it doesn't get much sun, uh, and uh, a tree is on that corner, and it has some partially exposed roots, and we want to expand a flower bed around it, but I don't, and cover it up the roots, am I going to create a problem? It's a maple tree. Unless you're covering up the roots with a lot of soil, and by a lot I mean 12 inches or more. That's a lot, and that suffocates the roots. But c- the closer you are to the trunk of the tree, the less damage that raised bed is going to do because the feeder roots of a tree are far out. They're out by the drip line of the tree, not right close to the trunk. So using your judgment, I guess I'd say, Sydney, you want a bed that's probably six or eight inches tall, no taller. You can put it, you can fill it full of uh, amended soil, and as long as that soil is reasonably loose and open and breathes a little bit, I don't think it's going to hurt the maple tree. Well, I'll probably need to go out maybe three feet, three and a half or so from the base of the tree or the sure. trunk of the tree, but uh, I just wanted to make sure we weren't going to lose a maple tree on the corner of the house. I wouldn't want to pull it up on the trunk, though, right. because that's almost like that volcano mulching. Yeah. If you pull the, the the soil up on the trunk, it's going to make the trunk get it, it gets wet. And yeah. it's, so it, everything you get in it, keep it away from the trunk. So your bed, Sydney, is away from the trunk, am I right? Or are you surrounding the trunk? No, this would be away from... There's a little bit of a bed on one side, and this just expanding the other side out uh, away from the trunk. No, it won't be next to the trunk. Awesome. You're doing fine. Just keep it away from the trunk, and uh, six or eight inches of soil shouldn't be a big problem. That's great. I do appreciate the help. Thanks. All right, sir. We'll see you soon, Sydney. Thanks for calling. 404-872-0750, the number on Lawn and Garden. We're broadcasting live from Pike Nursery, Toco Hill. We've got Chick-fil-A sandwiches. we got coffee. we got giveaways. we got all sorts of things. We need to see you here. 404-872-0750. We'll be back after news. Keep on the sunny side, always on the sunny side. Keep on the sunny side of life. It will help us every day. Keep on the sunny side of life. 
It's the Lawn and Garden Show with Walter Reeves on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. It's brought to you by Pike Nurseries, your neighborhood garden center. Playing in the dirt for more than 50 years. Call now with your lawn and garden questions at 404-872-0750 or 1-800-WSB-TALK. And now, here's Walter. Yeah, the smell of Chick-fil-A will always bring them in. We thank our friends down at the Chick-fil-A at North Druid Hills across the North Druid North Decatur Mall for the drive-in. This is a drive-in location down there, which I just found out was just a drive-in location. We thank them for our Chick-fil-A biscuits and coffee this morning. Appreciate that. Also, Pike Nursery in Toco Hill for being our host. We're broadcasting until 9 o'clock this morning. Mickey Gazaway is with me this morning to answer garden questions. You can come by if you like to as well with your baggies of of plants and seeds and weeds and things that need to be identified. 404-872-0750 is the number on Lawn and Garden. While you're here, anyone who comes to the remote broadcast can register for a night at Chateau Elan. And if you have not been to Chateau Elan, it is a ritzy place. You will enjoy yourself there. And only people who attend remote broadcasts can register for that, as well as for the big pipe gift table full of chrysanthemums and pumpkins and pre-emergent. We'll give that away a little bit later on during the show this morning. Mickey Gasway at 835 will give us the Pike Pick of the Weekend. Is this a 20% off thing, Mickey? Yes, it is. It is a 20% yes, off thing is. there. We have for on sale today at mm -hmm. All Pike Nurseries. Mm -hmm. Pansies on sale, 97 cents for the three and a half inch pot. Pumpkins, all you can carry. Is there any limit on what you can use to carry? Or does it have to be your own hands and your own clothing, Mickey? Your own hands and own clothing. Own hands and own clothing. I can't imagine anything else. If I brought a skirt, no. could yeah, I flip you, my skirt? If you put on a skirt, I'll make sure that they'll... All right, okay. we have an open invitation for any folks who would like to come by in a skirt to see Walter. Well, I, we won't talk about that, but the pumpkins will be on sale today. Later on, you can come by and, uh, and buy the, all your you know, pumpkins. <laughs> they have different size pumpkins. They've got the classic um, orange round pumpkins as well as the nice pretty red antique kind of pumpkins, which are really cute. So uh, you can come by and see that as well. We're waiting for my computer to be loaded up here on screen because we forgot to put the electric adapter into it and the battery ran out, so we can't see our callers <laughs> quite yet, but we're here. Mickey, we should talk about something to be done in the garden this weekend besides besides plant chrysanthemums, which would be a great test this yeah, weekend. Yeah, it would. It would. I planted pansies. Um, I painted eight flats of pansies yesterday. Yeah, so. Now, you know, that's one of the things. This is the perfect time to do it. So did you have any tips techniques things you did to break the pansies you know i worked at the soil I, you know i always add a little bit every time i do the soil i added some um mushroom compost right. yesterday when i did it and um i just planted them just and planted. i mulched them and i watered them in good did they you have, great. did you use the wave pansies or the regular pansies i used the regular pansies for this i use the wave pansies usually in containers uh -huh. and these were all in the ground well i planted, you can use the i mean you can use the waves in the ground well too, i came by last week because yeah. i'm as i a lot of times do i'm doing an experiment in my landscape so i have one bed that i really 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 worked up and put a lot of organic matter in three wave pansies there and then another bed, which I sort of maybe a little bit worked up, and I put three wave pansies there. Yeah, they do. And so we're going to see how they do. So far, so good. I'm watering them every couple of days, so they look fine so far. But we'll see by December, January how those wave oh, they pansies do. do. You might tell them what wave pansies are. Oh, wave pansies <laughs> are the most awesome cool thing. Waves. Cool, cool waves. wave pansies are the most awesome thing because rather than being sort of a small 
purple or pink or white globe, they spread out. And so cool wave pansies, you can actually place them up to 18 inches, sometimes 24 yeah. inches apart from each plant. So one plant covers an enormous area. And that's one of those things that I think came from the breeding, same breeding program that did the uh, petunias, the wave yeah, petunias during the, the summertime. Thing. And I think what they do is they go back to the wild, wild plants, the genetics of the wild plant, which are more spreading and more open and more leggy, really. And they crossbred the wild plants with some of the newer plants, so they got a more compact flower, more compact leaves, but one that would still spread and mound and sort of go out from the, uh, from the center some. And so that's one of the advantages of a plant breeder is finding out, can we improve things by going back to a wild version of a particular plant and getting some of the genetic characteristics of those plants to come into our modern plants here. One of the things, too, uh, as I said a while ago, is, is planting the chrysanthemums this weekend. And before the show started this morning, Mickey and I were wandering around in the dark at the Pike Nursery looking at chrysanthemums. And one of the things that I know is that Rosh Hashanah is Monday. And so I've got family and coming, friends coming over to our buddy's house. And we're going to have Rosh Hashanah over there. And I am in charge of the chrysanthemums. What should I look for for chrysanthemums to put by the front porch? Do you want them to be... In full bloom Monday, or do you want to wait and have I them? I want them to be in close to full bloom Monday, but okay. I want to have a little bit of enjoyment. Yeah, I that. like to try to get them that are, you know, maybe half half bloomed out or a fourth yeah. bloomed out, so they've got good color on them with lots of different size buds, and that way they'll go much longer. And one of the things I noticed at Pike today is they have a wide selection of blooming stages, I guess you'd call it. Because right. to our right, we have some yellow ones that are just full of blooms right now. If you needed something for an emergency this afternoon, they are yep. full of blooms. They'd be gorgeous. There's some back over in the corner here that are, oh, a quarter maybe bloomed out, and so they would last for another easily two or three weeks, and we'd have uh, plenty of, of uh, chrysanthemum blooms for a good long time there. And this is something you can do in sun or shade because yeah. they've already put the buds on them, so um, they'll do fine in sun or shade. If you wanted to plant them outside and use them as a perennial, they need to be in the sun yeah. in order to so rebloom. But these will do fine. Well, Mickey, I need some mm. advice. Here's the question and answer for Mickey Gasaway. Whenever I come to Pike Nursery, I find a plant and I think, I got to have that one too. And so this past week when I came for my pansies, I got a fats hedra. Okay. And fats hedra it has variegated leaves on mm -hmm. it. For those cross, of you who don't know what it looks like, it's a cross between English ivy and another plant called a fatsia. And mm -hmm. so English ivy is hedra, and fatsia is fatsia, so the combination is called fatshedra. All right. So Sometimes we call it tree ivy. Tree ivy, because mm -hmm. great big leaves, looks like an ivy sort of, but uh, has bigger leaves than English ivy does. So my question, how do I maintain that, that vine, that thing? It's not going to be a got bush. Some, I've got some that I've had for probably 10 years, and it um, hasn't gotten, but maybe two to three feet tall. It's right next to a fence, but it doesn't really climb on the fence. Yeah. It just stays there. And the mine's a solid color. It's not the variegated. Do you support it at all? Do I put it just bamboo kind of, or anything I don't. In Mine there? just kind of lays up against the, um, the, the but fence. But will it climb? Does it have any it way of climbing No, anything? it doesn't. No. Mine has it. Okay. And my daddy used to have it, and he called it tree ivy. And it was up against the fence, and yeah. it didn't, uh, and I, ne I never saw it climb. So, again, we're talking about a plant called Fatshedra, and the one that I bought from Pike Nursery is one that's variegated, that has a real pretty um, green and white variegation mm -hmm. it's beautiful. on the leaves. And as Mickey mentioned, there's a green form, so the older form has been around for a long time. And it's a cross between English ivy, hedra, and fatsia, fatsia, which and I have And you don't have to worry about well. it getting into anything. I've never seen it 
you know, and I hate ivy, but I've never seen it get into anything. All right, let's go back right. to the phones. We got Joe in Roswell. Joe joins us on Lawn and Garden. Hey, hey Joe, Walter. good morning. Thanks for taking my call. Um, How can we help? I planted some very large Nova Zumbla rhododendron in uh, March, yeah. and uh, they got well watered throughout um, the summer here, but the heat has taken a toll. They've dropped all their leaves, and um, I just went out there and twisted a couple of branches, and they're, they're completely dry. So okay. I want to replace them, uh, and it looks like October is still going to be above average temperatures. Is that something I should wait until maybe November to put in the ground? Temperatures may be above the average right now, but they're falling. I mean, eventually we're going to have cold weather, I'm sure, Joe. So I don't have much reason to hesitate in, in uh, planting the rhododendron, particularly because now you're used to watering. You know what to do with the uh, rhododendron, and it's likely we're going to have a couple of storms, maybe a couple of tropical depressions that come through Georgia, and we'll have rain in October, we think, we hope, we pray. And so I don't have much problem with going ahead and planting it now or waiting until the 1st of uh, November even. Okay. Just make sure it drains good. Yeah, That's make the sure whole it's got nice, good drainage. Drain drain. Yeah, think, I, Mickey, I dug you, the hole uh, three times the size. They're on a, uh, a slight incline, and I yeah. dug the hole and trenched down from them and then put a lot of compost and stuff in when I planted them. So um, I know they got good drainage. It just uh, it was just too hot. This is one of the things I think Mickey Gasway has taught me is the importance of loosening a root ball when you put it in. And I think yep. rhododendrons and azaleas can yeah. really benefit from this. They tend, the roots tend to go round and round and round inside the pot. And when you take it out of the pot, Joe, take your fingers or a little fork or a knife or some tool and just take those roots apart. Take a water hose and wash some of the soil away from the roots. Spread the roots apart as far as you can. Don't just put it in the hole with the same cork-looking uh, shape than it did coming out of the pot. Spread the okay. roots around. I think it'll be a lot better to establish in that planting area. And plant it high. Plant it a little bit high, high. so it gets a little bit of drainage. Cover, of course, the top yeah. with the uh, mulch yep. and soil and everything, but a little mound planting it in in the middle of your bed would be a great way to plant it. Thank you very much. Have a good day. You bet, Joe. Thanks for calling. 404-872-0750 is the number on the lawn. And Garden Ray is out in uh, Athens, Georgia. Ray joins us on Lawn and Garden. Hey, Ray. Good morning. Good morning. How can we help? I've got, I've got a question about zoysia, emerald zoysia sod. We have a new lot, newly graded lot, and wonder how much later and how much longer do I have in the season to put down a new emerald zoysia sod? you got two people right here wrinkling our, our brows and shaking our heads, thinking it is late, 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 late to be putting zoysia down. Ray, if you put it down now, zoysia is going to have a hard time getting enough root system on it between now and when the cold weather comes. It's not a fast rooting plant, not like Bermuda grass, which roots three days after you lay it down. I would rather you not. I would right bet against you. <laughs> I would bet against you being successful with it. So uh, when, when May. next see, April? May. May. April or May, May of next year over in Athens, I think May would be about right. Yeah. And also consider one of the newer varieties of zoysia oh, yeah, over yeah. the emeralds. I think they're, um, they just seem to be a lot more resilient. I'll tell you three right now that a guy sent me a picture. He was so proud of this zoysia lawn that he sent me pictures <laughs> just to show how proud he was, Mickey. It was Jammer. That's what I've got. Jammer That's is what I've awesome. Got. You yeah. should see it. It is 
gorgeous. It is J-A-M-U-R, Jammer Zoysia. Ray is the one that Mickey is bragging on, and this guy sent me pictures of his. Okay, so until uh, April, should I put some annual ryegrass all over this lot? That's that's what we did last year. Yeah, annual ryegrass. You can plant that pretty much now and then fertilize and water it, and it'll grow for a couple of, or grow through the wintertime, and then a couple of weeks before you uh, are thinking of laying the the zoysia down, you mow it really, really low, even go to the extent of tilling things up and raking it smooth and raking all those pieces of uh, bluegrass and ryegrass out of the out of the lawn and lay your zoysia on top of it and water it in good and by June, ooh, it'll be great. It'll be and you'll green. You get to cut the grass all winter long. <laughs> when, you, right. when you plant that ryegrass, that's what you have to do: mow it down, and mow it a few times. Thank you very much. We appreciate all your help. Hey, thanks for calling, Ray. Four zero four eight seven two zero seven fifty is the number on Lawn and Garden. We're broadcasting live from Pike Nursery in Toco Hill. Chick Fil A sandwiches, coffee, and you will be back after this. This is Scott Slade, host of Atlanta's Morning News on News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. We'll be covering breaking news, Kirk Mellis weather, and traffic red alerts through the weekend. And the Southeast's largest news team is here for you first thing Monday morning when you head back to work. News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. Now back to Walter Reeves, the lawn and garden advice you need. We're broadcasting live this morning from the Pike Nursery at Toco Hill. One of the gentlemen who came with us this morning brought a Kroger bag full of weeds that he needed to be identified, which we have done very, I think, intelligently and given all the tips we need to do on that. Don't forget that the weather forecast brought to you by Ackerman Security. Today, the highs go into the low 80s, and tonight, the lows go into the high 50s. Clear, no rain expected. Your full weekend forecast comes up in 10 minutes on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. Daniel in Powder Springs joins us on Lawn and Garden. Hey, Daniel, good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Um, morning. Me and my wife moved down here about a year ago from up north in in Illinois. And so we bought our first house, and I'm trying to learn how to grow stuff down here in the south. Yes. And in front of my house, I have this, probably the worst tree ever is a magnolia tree. And this thing is massive. And it covers one side of my house, and... On the other side, I can grow. She's got, I built her a thing where she grows these tall grasses in there, which are real pretty. But on the other side, nothing will grow. What could I grow in that shade from that magnolia tree? Not much. Not much. There, there are many Southerners, if you approach and ask the same question, Daniel, they will say, well, you grow magnolia leaves underneath here. Just rake all the leaves underneath it till you make a nice magnolia cover. And that's really all that'll grow. That's such dense shade that I have seen little pieces of English ivy struggle underneath a magnolia. But there, that even is not very successful. I think that monkey grass and mondo grass will grow around the edge of them. But right. underneath the dense, dark shade of a magnolia, I don't think I've ever seen a plant thrive underneath it. And that's why we let them grow all the way down rather than limbing them up. Yeah. When you limbing them up, then you can see that if you let them... You know, don't ever do that. Yeah, if you grow all the way to the ground, then actually you can put all sorts of things back there. When you trim things in your landscape, just throw them under the magnolia <laughs> tree, and nobody ever knows that's where you're composting. Yeah, no, that, it, it's 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 the worst tree I've ever seen in my life. But the other oh, thing don't is, say that, Daniel. No. Don't say that. Magnolias I have beautiful white flowers. I, I mean, the leaves spring. are miserable. I'm trying to get rid. I mean, this thing is you can't even put your arms around it. It is massive yeah. magnolia tree. 
Uh, you got to admit, too, Daniel, though, it's one of the best climbing trees you'll ever find That's in your right. life. If oh, you've yeah, got kids, definitely. they yeah, can climb the magnolia. Climb. But how do you grow grass? When and how do you grow grass down here? I've got a lot of different types of, of ground. We're hilly, flat, whatever. And um, when and what kind of grass should I grow down here? Tell you what, I only have 30 seconds, but I'll tell you what the first question should always be. It should always be, how much sunshine does the lawn get? If you get a lot, a lot of sunshine, you can grow Bermuda, Zoysia, centipede. They work great. If you have some mottled shade sun situations, maybe Zoysia. And if it's mostly shade and not a whole lot of sun, fescue is probably your best choice. I've got a web page on my website you need to be familiar with, Daniel, called uh, uh, Turf Grass is Selecting. And so if you go to WalterReeves.com, just type in lawn grass selecting or turf grass selecting, it'll give you some details on how to choose the right grass and which ones do best for the high sun, low sun, mixed sunshine situations. It is 720, no, 758 at News Talk WSB. This is Lawn and Garden. We'll be back right after news. Double, double, my ticket when I speak. 